0: Hey, before I get started, though, I wanted to read you an encouraging email that I got this week, uh, just um, from, I won't tell you who it is, because uh, I just want to talk about uh, what they said. So it says, Hello Matt, I received a text from my friend who you prayed for about two months ago when I came forward to have prayer for their little unborn twins. One had a blood issue, and they were very anxious about that, and they thought they might lose her. They do not know our Lord and have, the, and have had the twins one month early, but after telling them that you prayed and we were praying for them, he has thanked us for the prayers and he can't explain the good blood flow. I can, lol. That's what, that's what it says, I can, lol. This is an example of the power of God and answered prayer where God is glorified. The seed has been planted and the prayers will continue for the twins and the salvation of the entire family. I wanted the church family to know that our God is indeed doing great things and has answered our prayers. Take care, Matt, and God bless. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's so cool. And like, I know that I've deliberately taken the names out, but if you think of it, it'd be great to pray for that family. Just, just go, God bless that family. <laughs> um, obviously, full-on time, as anyone who's ever had twins uh, will know it's a very full-on time, but just um interesting that they were they thanked us for the prayers things have changed, and uh you know there's been some seeds planted It'll be l- wonderful to have those people actually come to know God uh, yeah. for themselves so very, very cool. All right, you know that some of the people that I admire the most in this world are the people that just show up people that just show up you know a lot of a lot of folks come along to Coast here, Coast Vineyard here, maybe for you know a few weeks, a few months, and um, and they they'll come and say to me, say, "Man, I just I just love the vineyard." I said, "Matt, you know, like uh, you're you know you're just the best, Matt. You're the best. You're so much better than my last pastor." <laughs> and and then like. Two weeks later, and then we just never see them again. <laughs> I guess they found an even better pastor. <laughs> Although, like, some people fill out the tear-off part of the news sheet. And, and it, like, can I just say, if you've never done that, we'd love you to do that. Uh, it's just such a great way for us to, um, you know, get to know you a little. We can get your email address. We can start to let you know about things that are happening in the life of the church. And it's just so helpful for us. Um, but we've had some people that fill that out and they tick. I want to make Coast Vineyard my church home. They tick it. And we're going, oh, this is so cool. Like, you know, people have committed here and we never see them again. It's just the strangest thing. So um, so the longer I pastor, the the you know, the, the people I admire the most, the people that just they just show up. They just they just get, you know, they, they do stuff, they show up and then they, they teach our children's program, they're on the door welcoming people, they'll They'll uh, come and set up chairs. They'll hear about people that are in need, and they'll drive around and do all sorts of things to help them out. Either take them here or take them there, or pick up things for them, and you know, pay for all the gas themselves. And I just, um, even when it's wet and rainy and cold in winter, they just do stuff, and I just, I just love that. And uh, so, and most of the time, it's just it's just the everyday folks like yeah, like you and me, just just making a commitment and sticking to it. And uh, you know some some social commentators of today's generations, which is all of us, they've used the word the, the phrase to describe us as the eggshell generations because um, we're just so fragile. And I, I watched a documentary recently of um, the landings at Normandy. In World War Two, and these are people that have, you know—they've come through the, the dep- you know, the challenges of the depression, and and now they're you know they're basically fighting for the, f- for freedom for for the planet, and uh, and you watch these guys and they're, they're getting seasick on the boats on the way over, and then they get there and they're having to go through trenches and barbed wire and machine gun fire and minefields and. And you know, anti you know, these all these anti tank stuff, and then they've got to climb these cliffs, and they and they eventually they they persevere and they break through and they form a beachhead at uh, at Normandy, which allowed the um, the Allied forces to go on and, and win the war. And I just you know I just think I wonder how we would go, <laughs> like our genera- you know, like us, and I'm not like all of, like how would we go? It's like it's like do you want to, you know, we, we've got to, got to go to war and save the planet. It's like, well, oh, no, no, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Like, that sounds hard. Yeah, it's a, it's a major emergency for us when the Wi-Fi goes down. It's like, nah, ah. Well, that's what I do. I don't know what you guys do, but it's like, no, no Wi-Fi. I don't... I think that people just seem to quit a lot easier these days. You know, they quit their jobs or they quit their, their pregnancies, quit serving the church, they quit finishing their studies, they, they quit friendships and marriages. And uh, now look, as we get into this message this morning, I want you to hear that there are always some circumstances when quitting is absolutely the right thing to do, Okay. So here, whenever you with this whole thing, because this is a message that's a, more about this whole thing of of persevering, but um, but courting's only the right thing after you've done the hard yakker of, of trying to make things work. You know, one of my uh, daughters recently told me that um, uh, she's friends with four different couples uh, that have that their marriages haven't lasted two years. And um, I'm just like, breaks my heart, you know, it's like, ah. So we're finishing our series today called Being Better Friends, which has been great. I know that uh, a lot of you have found it helpful. If, uh, there's a lot of the messages, all the messages are online if you wanted to catch up. We've talked about how really the, the punchline for being better friends is it must be love. It must be love. Uh, we've talked about having health in our, in our relationships. We've talked about how to fight well. We've talked about telling the truth, talked about doing well together as a church, people thrown together in the midst of their church. Last week, Jacinda talked about when times are tough. It was a great message. Again, I'd encourage you to listen to it online if you weren't here. But today we're going to be finishing our series, and the title of the message today is called Before You Quit. Before You Quit. And when everything in you wants to throw in the towel... I'm just going to say a few things. I'd love you to consider these things first before you quit. Let me just pray as we, as we keep going. Father, we just invite your presence here. God, we know that uh, in life for all of us, there's all sorts of things that are going on. There's some hard things. There's some wonderful things. There's some celebrations. There's some grief. There's... Uh, for some, they are right in the middle of a, of a really hard time. And God, I just want to pray that your Spirit would just come and, and encourage us this morning. Would encourage us. I pray for people that are here this morning that are, that are just finding their way back to God. I pray, God, that you would plant in their hearts just a, a renewed faith in your, in your love and your goodness. God, we just do pray that your Spirit will be here bringing strength, bringing encouragement, and bringing wisdom and blessing. Amen. Amen. All right. So I was talking to another one of our young adults uh, this week, and uh, because I'd bumped into the, one of their friend's mothers, just happened to bump into them, and this, this mother... She came up to me and she was really cross. She said, like, there's someone at your church and and they really let my daughter down and 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 you know I was going like, oh, it's like angry mum, it's like <laughs> nowhere to hide, nowhere to run. And uh, I'm like, really? You know, okay, you know, so um and anyway, I chatted to that uh, the, the young adult and I said like, oh just you know, did this happen? And and it was all, you know, a little bit of Misunderstanding, but you know, the, the heart was that we sort of agreed together. It's like this is just too good a friendship to, um, to lose, and it's worth doing the work of like whatever is in the mix there, it's worth doing the work of, of sorting it out. It's just it's too good a friendship to lose. We agreed that together, and, and you know, with, with our relationships, and we've got many, haven't we? We've got our sort of outer circle of friends, and then you've got the, the inner circle of, of friends, and you've got your, your business, uh, your, your work friendships, business friendships. Um, You've got obviously our partners, spouses, families. Um, But with any of these relationships, as we've seen through this whole series, there are times when things get hard. There's times when things get hard. And hard is uncomfortable. Hard is painful. Hard can be stressful. Hard can be hurtful. And with any of those things, we don't like it, do we? So we're motivated to do so. We're motivated to change, and really, we've got two options. We've got two options when when those things come along. We don't. We we go. This is I can't stay here. This is hard. So we're motivated to do something different. And the options are: we either sort it, sort things out, or we quit. We sort things out, or we quit. And I want to put it to you this morning: become a person of perseverance. Become a person of perseverance. Apostle James encouraged the early church with these words that we read in the Bible. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Here's a question for you. Do you want to go through life with the goal of achieving immaturity? I won't get you to put your hands up. Um, But if you want to grow up before you grow old, here's one of the keys. Here's one of the keys. Perseverance. If your job is hard, persevere. Persevere. If you don't know how to connect with your teenager, persevere. If your commitment to serving your church is hard, persevere. If your marriage is getting difficult, persevere. Because perseverance leads to maturity. Perseverance leads to maturity. James says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Some of you will know that um, the season prior to pastoring here at Coast Vineyard Church, I was working in an engineering consultancy business and one of the roles I had was, uh, was hiring. And when we looked at potential employees, we'd get their CV and we're always doing the maths. You know, they'd sort of, You know what CVs are like. It says I did this job, when I did this job, when I did this job. Always looking at the gap between, you know, like how long it was they were in this job, and anything less than two years, it was like warning bells. It's like, what's what's that all about? And then we'd ring up their, you know, reference checks, former employers, and questions. Also, do these guys stick at things? Can these girls? They've they got perseverance. And it was an important thing because we, we knew that perseverance. people with perseverance have character, good character. And people with good character persevere. So again, let me just say, it's just important as we go through this today, that if you ever came to me or Jacinda or the pastoral team or the leaders here at church, about advice about well, you know, there's this thing and it's hard. What should I do? Um, we're always going to advise you to do the thing that is best for you. And there are times, because of, of you know health or safety you know reasons, you know the or it's just the it's just actually the wisdom of that particular situation. There will be times when we say you've got to get out of there. Okay, you've got to leave. Um, so, but. So you need to hear that. It's difficult to hear. Don't hear this message as like, I have to stay no matter what. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into ways of being able to work through how to, how to make those decisions soon. Um, you know, the Bible has this very realistic view of life uh, that says that life is hard. It doesn't gloss over suffering or put a smiley face on, on reality. You know, we're going to spend our lives around difficult and irritating people, which is a bummer if it's in your house. Um, <laughs> that's, not, I don't, that's not in one note. So, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and we encounter difficult circumstances. But many people have lost sight of this truth that that through the whole of the Bible and the whole of history, and you know, whoever you are, that it's normal. That life is hard. It's normal. It's normal. And uh, yeah, but the advertisers, advertisers and the marketers will—they're always trying to trying to make you think like that hard needs to be sorted out, and we've got something that will make it easy, and make life comfortable, and take away all your problems because that's normal life. So don't buy into that. Life is not, you know, expected to be pain-free. So people think that they they think that experiencing difficult times is is somehow abnormal. What's wrong with me? I've got a but in life, like I say, there's going to be difficult people. There's going to be people that break their commitments. There's going to be times when you won't get your way. There's going to be times when your computer crashes. There's times when you drop your phone and the screen smashes. It happened once at the at the young adults group years ago. Like someone said, just throw my phone over here, and they threw it, and it was a bad throw, and it just dropped short and smashed. And they picked it up, and it was and just silence. It was just like <laughs> no one knew what to say. It's like, Ugh. You know, hard things happen. You'll you know you'll fail a test. You'll you'll work with an annoying person. You'll get treated unfairly by bureaucracies. Imagine that. I know that's hard to imagine, but, but you know you have. Just life can be hard, so when it happens, we shouldn't be surprised. Je- Jesus told us that it will happen. He says this, to, this this beautiful account of this last meal that Jesus had with his disciples in in, in the, the Gospel of John, and I, I read this regularly. I just it just is so so helpful for my heart. But he, he says this in the midst of it. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Again from the Apostle Peter, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. It's like, going like, like What's, of course it's going to happen. It's like, I love the way the message version of the Bible puts that one verse. It says, friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. Yeah. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. That's worth writing down and sticking to your shaving mirror. So. And uh, something for the ladies. Um, <laughs> I was so tempted to say something really rude then, but I, uh, I won't. I would never do that. Um, but isn't that good? I'm going to read that again. It was so good. Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. So hard times are going to happen, and James again, he helps us with this. James 1.12, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love Him. So, if you're ever thinking about quitting on well, we're talking about relationships in this being better friends series, but you can take this into other areas as well. But if you're ever thinking of quitting on relationships, here's five questions I'd love you to ask. And I think well, think about this. um, We'll get this up on next to our podcast on the website. So if you ever sort of down the track, think like, what were those five things you'd be able to just drop in there and just grab these, these five things. So so the first one is pretty, pretty obvious. Have I remembered that perseverance produces character? Because sometimes we forget, don't we? We just forget, oh, that's right, this is hard. It's like, oh, it's, just, like, it's, hard. it's hard. It's uncomfortable. How do I get out of this? Oh, you know How do I get out of it? I can quit. And we just forget that, oh, actually, like, I want to be a person that grows in character and so actually... If I quit, then I lose that opportunity. You know, when things are hard, we want to pray. God, deliver me from this hard time. God, get me out of this. Fix me. Fix them. (laughs) Get rid of her. (laughs) Give me more money. Yeah, we just like help help me get out of the hard times. But we're in hard times. Sometimes the prayer we pray. May not be the best one. Here's some, maybe some more helpful prayers to pray. Lord, help me to learn quickly what you're wanting to teach me. Well, Lord, keep me from quitting so I can grow up. You know, when we, when things are hard, there's you know, in life, in in the spiritual world, there are dark forces at play. There are evil spirits, demonic forces. They're real people. They're real. I know that you know, we don't see them as much because of the, the culture and the nature of um, life. But uh, in New Zealand, but they're real. And we read that there is, you know, that we've got an enemy that is seeking to to wreck us. You know. Looking to see who they can devour, to harm and, and destroy and to kill, and I don't know how this works, but that there is the ability of demonic spirits to like whisper into our heads, and um, and they'll say things like, just just quit, quit on your marriage, just quit. Lots of people do. It's like look at that guy over there; he got divorced and now he's happily remarried. So just just quit. Just do it. Don't don't go too hard following Jesus. Don't go too hard doing that. Just do what's easiest. Or it'll be like things are difficult, so there must be a problem. There must be a problem. But you know, when we wrestle with hard things and challenging times, our difficulties, it's not a it's not a problem. The problem is that we would give up on our wrestling. That's the problem. That we would give up. We wouldn't strive. We wouldn't work through it. We wouldn't. We wouldn't grow. Have the opportunity to grow. I read this great quote just this week by Nelson Mandela. He says, this, "The greatest glory in living is not in falling, but in rising every time we fall." And there's such a big danger that we face is is quitting. You know, quitting the, quitting the church because someone offended us, or quitting a, a ministry because someone didn't. You know, thank us or return our calls or giving up on marriage, on our marriage because it's unsatisfying, or even, you know, giving up on God because we're disappointed that things didn't go the way that we thought that they would. Perseverance produces character. This is the question to ask when we think about quitting. Like, have I remembered that? That perseverance is something that will lead me into something good in terms of who I'm becoming. Second question we should ask is, like, have I asked God what I should do? Yeah. Yep. There's this encounter in the Bible, and uh, for those of you that uh, read the Old Testament, you may remember that there was a time where, when the Israelites had this group of people called the Gibeonites come to them from the sort of northern part of that whole sort of promised land area, and, uh, and they could see that the Israelites were a force to be reckoned with, and they thought, like, we don't want to fight these guys Anyway, these Gibeonites tricked the Israelites into signing a peace treaty with them. That was actually not a good deal for the Israelites, but they tricked them. And there's this verse there, it's really interesting. Joshua 9.14. The Israelites sampled their provisions, but did not inquire of the Lord about this peace treaty. You know, when we pray with a sincere heart, God speaks to us. And you may be here, maybe relatively new in the faith, or you may be just exploring Christianity. This is very real. God speaks to us. Like most of the people that I've talked to here will have will have would say, like, God spoke to me about this and God spoke to me about this. And you think, well, what does that look like? Well Usually it's just when we pray and we wait and we've got an open head and heart. We just get this strong sense. Of what we should do, and and a peace comes with it, and usually a little boost of courage comes with it. I know that um, we're just talking with um, with our Dean and Rachel this week. They've got some sort of house things they're working through, and the the thing that's guiding them is like we feel like God's spoken to us this about about this thing, you know, and it's kind of guiding them in their in their decisions. I just love that, you know. The Bible's full of God speaking to people and leading them and guiding them and challenging them, telling them off. Don't, don't, don't do that. Get back onto here. Um, and this church has stories every week, every week of, of people that are praying and God speaking and letting them, leading them. So it's a great thing. God will lead you. God will give you wisdom. God will give you guidance. So, And if there's something you think, oh, I don't really know how to hear from God, but, but you'd like to, well, could I encourage you to, to make a, you know, challenge yourself to grow in that area? Like read the stories in the Bible about where God has spoken to people, uh, talk to people, and so I talk to the person that's sitting next to you. So I would say, like, tell me a time when when you asked God for something or He spoke to you about something. And and now the person on the other side next to you, and just just hear the stories, learn about it, read books about it. So we pray and we ask for guidance, but the thing with that is that there's always the danger with seeking God for guidance, there's always the danger that because we're in the middle of this hard thing, that it, it can be difficult to hear God clearly because everything in us wants to get out. So it can be sometimes our ability to hear God clearly can get a bit murky with that whole thing of like what we want as opposed to what God is speaking to us. So, so we need to add something, another question to this. Uh, when we're thinking about quitting, is like, have I got input from wise people? Yeah. 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 And this is not the kind of people that will just tell you what you want to hear. It's like, oh, like, you know, my, my boyfriend, he just like, you know, he said this really dumb thing and I'm feeling like I should end it. What do you think? Yeah, 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 you should end it. Yeah, he shouldn't have a boyfriend that says dumb things. And It's like, oh, but then but then he's... he's but then he's got such a soft heart, and it was only just this one time. Maybe it was just like, yeah, yeah, you should stay with him, you know. So it's like you want to you want to be talking to people. Make sure that you're talking to people that have done enough life to actually have some, you know, good wisdom and you know around around these things. And you know, like Proverbs 15:22, like this. And this is just one of many verses through the the wisdom of the Proverbs around this thing, but it says, like, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. And you know, It's just smart. It's just smart to get advice from smart people. You can pray together, you can seek God's leading together, get some wisdom together. One of the things that we uh, offer to, to people uh, here at Coast is that if you're, make, if you're not sure what's ahead and you feel like you're needing to make a big decision and trying to seek God, we'll, we'll do a thing, we'll get some people together and we'll pray with you. We'll all try and hear from God together. And it's been really helpful for, for people. So just keep that in the back of your mind if you're ever thinking about a you know a big, a big change. We'd love to do that with you. So, so have you got input from wise people? Don't avoid this just because you think, like, I want to do this and they might tell me to do something different. It's like, that's not wisdom, that's, that's, sort of, that's foolishness. Wisdom of experienced people of faith is a gift. It's a gift. Fourth question for you to ask before you quit. Are you breaking a commitment? Are you breaking a commitment? And again, it all comes down to this thing, we need to be thinking about what sort of person we're becoming, what sort of person we want to be. I love it I've, with one of the few things that we really try and like plant into our kids. you know you could call it brainwashing. we call it like planting wisdom in them but um, And one of the things is is that you should stick to your commitments, which is because like what we saw, we saw a bunch of their friends, that would commit to going to. This thing, and then last minute, a better party came along, and everyone would just ditch that commitment that everyone, people had you know catered for and planned for, and, and all of a sudden they all went over to this other thing. I think that's not that's not good character. Stick to your commitments. I had a friend who I have a friend who uh, a few years back was a director in a business, and he wanted to leave the business, and so it was all just the, the whole. Uh, deal went down around what that was worth to him, and uh, and uh, it was interesting because you know he was, he's, he was telling me the story that uh, these were you know Christian Christian men, and he said that um, he said in that business it seemed like everyone would stick to their commitments up to about twenty thousand dollars. When it got more expensive than that, it's like everything went out the window. It was like it was like whoa, really? And he goes, yeah, it was horrible. We read this verse uh, about three or four weeks ago when I did the message about being better friends. It was the Words Matter one. And I'll read it to you again in Psalm 15, verses 1 and then verse 4. Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? Who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord? Who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind? Who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind? That's, you know, Lord... God smiles on those people. And I was a little hesitant to, to say this, but this is for all of us, okay? Even though my daughter and assistant pastor are getting married in three weeks, this is a marriage thing, okay? This is not for them, this is for everyone. Is that your vows are serious? Your vows are serious. This is a major commitment. Marriage is a major commitment. I don't think I've ever heard any vow that doesn't say, "This is for life. We are in this for life." And if you're not prepared to commit to something at, you know, then then don't. If you're not prepared to stick with it when times get hard, don't make the commitment. It's, you know, it's, these are big-time things. And, and, and think about, like again, it's like, what sort of person do I want to be? Yeah. Do I want to be a person of character? Or do I want to be a ball of fluff? That, was kind. that wasn't in my notes either. I don't even know what. I... Was <laughs> last thing, last question to ask: Can I hang in for longer? Can I hang in for longer, because perseverance produces character? You know, it's interesting what James says. He's, he's basically saying, change your attitude. Change your attitude. He starts off by saying this. Um, I haven't written it down. <laughs> I have to go back to it. He says, consider it pure joy when you're in a hard time. It's like, what a mental. Like, that's just like, are you kidding me? That's, that's silly stuff. But he's saying, no, it's like, here's the thing. It's like you've got to change your attitude from thinking, oh, I hated this, this is hard, to like, this is an opportunity for me to become something more. I'm not enjoying it, but this is leading to good things. It's an opportunity to be a better person. Peter, The Apostle Peter says the same thing again. He says, in all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. You know, it's so easy for us to slip into that way of thinking that um, the person that we're becoming is, uh, is down to me. Like, I've, I'm holding my own hammer and chisel, and I'm kind of carving myself up to be the kind of person that I am. I'm, I'm making who I am. I'm making me uh, a better person. Everything I do, I'm shaping my life. But as people of faith, and that what the Bible says is a very, very different view, is that, that the, the Bible talks about our lives being shaped by an intelligent act of God. He's the one that's holding the, the hammer and chisel to make us into the people that He wants us to be. And so, so that's, the, and that's the only way that we can actually... Find a way to find joy in hard times is because we can trust that God. As I am with you in this, then I know that you're going to work this into me being a better person. You know, with with each sort of chip away, there's there's a spiritual process going on. Now we've you know, we've all met people that say oh. Yeah, I used to go to church, but you know, someone just was a little bit mean to me and I just stopped coming. Or you know, even more, like a, you know, a tough thing happens, like, well I stopped coming because like five years ago my, my daughter died, or I stopped coming when I had my accident, or or I was betrayed by, by someone who was a believer or you know, I used to go to church, but after what I went through, like, why bother? It's like But James is saying that, you know, what all of us have seen with, with people. He's saying that if, if in the midst of hard times, you can either quit, but you're going to miss out on, on the opportunity to become, become a bigger, better person. Or you can hang in, and and have you know the testing of our faith, and out of the other side coming through stronger. You know, if we can do that, if we're in the face of God's silence around some hard times, if we can say, "I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I, I have I have committed to following my Savior Jesus. I have committed to following Him. I've." I've looked at the way he lived. I can see that this is, a, this is, the, this is the son of God. This is, this is someone who is the picture of love and goodness and hope and peace and power and joy. And I'm committing, I'm throwing my lot in with him. And even though it's hard, even though I don't know what's happening, even though I can't seem to find God in the midst of this time, I've made this commitment and I'm going to hang in there and in that and through that will be where we find strength and life and growth that we cannot find anywhere else. We start to see just a, a, a life that is rock solid instead of a life that's just all over the place because we're just saying, I will, I will stand with my Saviour and I will stay the course." And the result of it is maturity. There's maturity. We've become better husbands, better wives, better fathers and mothers, better sons and daughters, better friends, better workmates. Yeah, we've become better friends. We've become better friends. So I know that in some circumstances mean that everything in us wants to quit. And I just would encourage you, this should be the last option not the first and ask these questions have i remembered that perseverance produces character have i asked god for guidance have i asked wise people for input am i breaking a commitment can i hang in for longer cuz my encouragement to you today is to be let's be people that persevere let's not let's not be the eggshell people let's be the people that persevere because out of that we're going to grow into the fullness of all god has for us